I yeah. saw a clip of one where the people were in Australia and the guy was like had a megaphone and he was like, "All right, everyone, we're going to get this started. Here we go." <laughs> Wow. Wow. And people are going, wow. And I'm like, whoa. That is like the most uncomfortable feeling. Um, I got the intro, so I guess we can introduce our, uh, our guest this week on episode 69 of the Wonder Boys podcast is, uh, is Andrew Barber. He's uh, a regular performer at the Vancouver Theatre Sports League on uh, Granville Island and has produced over 50 sketches on his YouTube channel, like Boston Greg and Owen Wilson Loves Vancouver. Um, and so every week, we, whenever we have a guest on Andrew, we always ask them one very simple question. How was your week? Well, what day is it? It is Saturday. Saturday. Oh, I think it was pretty good. I have a hard time <laughs> remembering uh, the last few days. I went up to Whistler and uh, did some skiing, which I do uh, once a year, which is not enough to do skiing. If you're going to do skiing, you should do it like 10 times a year or not at all. Oh, wow. So when did you go up? Uh, just two days ago, oh. I was skiing. Do you ski for two days or just one day? Just one afternoon. One day for one, once a year. Very hard on your body. You oh. spend the whole day learning how to ski again, and then you're completely wiped. <laughs> oh, fuck. Completely wiped. And I also have to take uh, anti-nausea pills um, and smoke some weed to not feel <laughs> nauseous on the... Uh, the the car the carts that pull you up there I don't even know what they're called they go once a year the carts that pull the you the up carts there. that pull you up there man mm. yes, Lucas is an avid skier he goes all the time yeah I was up there yesterday that's why I was asking when yeah uh, when you were up yesterday there. was a good day wasn't it it was an amazing day yeah, yeah. sunny uh, yeah. and like what was it all about no it, it just snowed twenty five centimeters oh and, wow um, okay it was sunny in the in the afternoon when I got up there um, but I too well I've skied quite a few times this season so I'm not quite maybe a sore Oh, I am sore because I fell a bunch because I was just being an idiot yeah. in the soft Deep snow. snow as well. Yeah, so I'm like everywhere's a little bit stiff, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, it was a really really good day. Um, but you went up. I don't think it had it snowed in a two days. Wednesday it was probably snowing on the day, just not as well. It snowed on uh, Thursday a little oh. bit, um, and I, that's when I went. And then Friday was like a great skiing day. I always kind of miss the good skiing days by a day, but that's yeah. what happens when you ski once a year. I uh, I went the last time I went skiing was like three years ago because I usually snowboard but I took a skiing lesson at Mount Seymour I went up and I did a whole day it was like a beautiful day did the whole day learned how to ski did practice runs when I was done on my own I was there all day and then I have not been to a mountain since so I feel like I'm, I'm afraid to go back Super now because I'm going to wake up the next morning not able to move I'll be bedridden like an old man yeah and I'm not into that idea it's not really my thing. Even at my best when I was skiing and I could do it pretty well, I was like, yeah, this is this is kind of fun. It's a lot of money and you're like driving all the way up there just to do it. I, I, it's just not for me personally. I just bought a whole bunch of um, hockey gear to uh, play ice hockey as a goalie. Oh, okay. wow. That is a lot of gear. Yeah. I think it's about $1,800 and I bought the some of the pads he used. Um it's and it was it still it was eighteen hundred dollars with the used pads. With used pads. Yeah, the the block the uh, the actual pads the, that go on your legs. They're new. They're like a thousand or so. You can pay lots. Um, mm-hmm. I got those for two hundred bucks. Everything else I kind of got new, but it's expensive. But, Do you uh, have you been playing goalie like regularly, or are you just picking n- it up again? No, I've never played ice hockey. Really? <laughs> <laughs> got me. Yeah, I'm not joking. Wait, seriously? No, I've never played ice hockey. That's that's the intention behind it. I want to play ice hockey. Cool. <laughs> um, it was an all-or-nothing all scenario. I'm playing ball hockey right now. Um, just 
bought my first pair of skates. I can oh. skate a little bit, but uh, I'm really going to dive in. Wow. Sweet. That's actually like I can't skate um, because Lucas and I were not originally Canadian. We were from South Africa. We moved here in 2005. He was 14, is yep. that right? And I was yep. 11. So like we didn't grow up playing hockey. And when we got here, we didn't understand it. So we didn't take the time out to uh, learn how to skate or how to play or anything. We were just like, what is this strange sport that everyone... Does? Like, we played the video games, but playing just didn't seem... It seemed so alien to us. So we never learned how... And I still can't skate worse shit. I can skate in a straight line and, like, barely turn. Uh, but that's it. I turned once, and then I fell into the board. So, yeah. Yeah, that's... Uh, that's about where I'm at. You guys could play goalie. Yeah. It's <laughs> not a lot of movement. You stay in one place... And you just try and get in the way of things. They also say that the best skater on the team is the goalie. Like, <laughs> like if you have a good goalie. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's going to be. So you difficult. just don't tell the other teams how bad of a skater yeah. you are. I haven't played yet. Oh, you just. Oh, oh. No, no. I'm I'm waiting to play um, ball. I've been playing ball, ball hockey. hockey. Yeah, I've done that once. But I used to I used to throw a bouncy ball against the wall when yeah. I was a kid and catch it in my hat. So you're pretty good. Yeah, I spent a lot of time doing that. Wow! So it's kind of built in there. I'm hoping to uh, bring it up. Next Next thing, the, a- the AHL and uh, yeah. NHL. After We're gonna that. go NHL straight to the pros. Yeah. yeah. Can um, I just turn these down just a little bit? Oh yeah, we yeah. can even turn them off if you want. Um, I like, kind of like them on, but just down as loud. You don't like hearing your own voice? I love hearing. I have my very own sensitive voice. ears. I mm-hmm. used to play in a band for like ten years. Okay. And I never used hearing protection. Oh no! Oh, um, I can hear things very. F- I, I, don't, I don't have any problem hearing things. I hear things like, but uh, high pitches are really bad. Like oh. if an ambulance goes by, it's like a nightmare. Right. right. Um, there's a condition that's, that's it's not tinnitus, called, is it? No, it's not tinnitus. That's no. like a constant thing. But it's a constant ringing. Yeah. No, I just I just have sen- more sensitive ears. Mm-hmm. Which I, you'd, you'd think I'd have less sensitive. ears. I was going to say, yeah, yeah being I in thought a band it would be dulled mm-hmm. in some way, but I guess not. I think if you lose some of the base of your hearing, maybe the you you probably pick up more trouble. Oh, you overcompensate, basically? I think so, and it, it's not pleasant. Damn. So you said you play in a band. Like, what did what'd you play? I played rhythm guitar, and I sang. Nice. Um, all through, like, most of high school, and then out of high school, and then uh, we recorded an album with one band uh, that I was with for, like, a few years, and we played shows in Vancouver. Um... And then we just stopped. That was the end. Yeah. Yeah. And then I started acting, which was kind of, it was, it was better that I do that. Another creative outlet, but just in a different, well, I didn't really way. have a, I didn't really have a promising future in, in being in a rock band. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of rhythm guitar slash vocalist positions available on uh, indeed.com. Yeah, no, there's not a whole lot of paying gigs in that world unless yeah. maybe you're really good at it and you do it for a long time. Yeah. I don't know. How did you first get into acting? Did you do it during high school? I did do acting in high school, but um, I slacked off a lot, mm. and I smoked a lot of weed, and yeah. uh, I kind of I half did it and had fun, and, um, and then high school was over. And I, I did do the lead in, the, in my last uh, musical in grade 12. Nice. Hair. You were the lead in Hair. I played Claude in Hair. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. What... Uh 
And you went to SDSS. You told me that was off mic, though, but you went to SDSS in Tawasset. That's right, man. We're actually, yeah, we're Ladner boys, so yeah. I guess we're kind of rivals in a oh, way. Oh, wow. Oh, so, <laughs> this is getting awkward. Yeah. Sorry, SDSS. Ladner smells. <laughs> Ladner smells. Yeah. You guys have heard that one. I used to live yeah. in Ladner, too, though. Yeah. You used to work at the ABC restaurant there, didn't you? You worked there for a little bit. I'm that's, almost certain a, you served us there. Yeah, almost certain. Almost certain. <laughs> yeah. You look too familiar. <laughs> that's 100% true. Oh, my God. Because yeah. there was one time where we watched one of your videos years after you'd served us. And I'm, I'm like, hey, I recognize I that this guy, guy from, from somewhere. somewhere. And it was definitely the ABC. <laughs> I can't believe you remembered that. Yeah. That's very funny. Well, it's, it's because we watched this video. I don't remember which one it was. It was one of those ones like where you do on your MacBook. With like this weird stretchy face, stretchy yeah, face, like the, the funhouse fun mirror situation, right? And then there was another one where it kind of jumped back to your regular face. It wasn't the stretchy face, and I was like, you know, that face. There's something I've seen this him before. Somewhere. Yeah, I've seen him before. And we would go to the ABC a lot because we would go with our, our parents. It's like one of those places you go with your parents, and uh, it's closed now, by the way. It is. It's gone. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> no one else has to suffer. Yeah, uh, but we would go there, and we would, we would saw you, and then we're like, "Hey, well, this guy—that's looks that's familiar. the guy. This guy looks really familiar. This guy's YouTube famous. I know this guy." Yeah. We were um, talking about your YouTube channel. Yeah, I was so talking you about had um, a lot of success, and and some, like for example, the biggest success I had noticed was your your Boston Greg video, the mm-hmm. one with the Stanley Cup Finals, twenty eleven. Yeah, you pretended to be a Boston fan. And it even got media attention. Is that right? Like, did, were people actually? Yeah, around that time, there was like newspapers, and um, I actually did a, a segment on sp- uh, what's that sports channel? Sportsnet. Yeah, that's the one. Sure. Mm. It's TV. Not TSN. Sportsnet. TSN. Uh, one of Sportsnet. Those. It's one yeah. of those two. Um, and uh, radio interviews and stuff like that. It was an exciting time, but it was also really exciting because the Canucks were yeah in they were the playoffs yeah. You're a big fan then? You've been a fan your whole life? Yeah, I had been watching since I was about nine when they first went to the Stanley Cup Finals. And that was heartbreaking as a nine-year-old. And then just like we just relived (laughs) it again. And then then they lost in 2012 to LA. And I was like, I'm just done. I can't do this anymore. So you just checked out? Yeah. I haven't watched hockey since, really. Really? Um but now I'm going to watch it a little bit because I want to play a goalie. <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn to pick up a few tips. Uh, that's maybe. different, though. That's not like watching the pros. Like, you probably go on YouTube and watch yeah. a how to be a goalie video. I'm going to. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. It's in the future. Yeah. Um, another, like, a, one of my favorites, got to be Owen Wilson Loves Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people know that. I brought it up to a couple of friends of mine, and they've seen it, too, which is kind of cool because you can, you can ask people, and they'll be like, yeah, I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that video. Did you just have an Owen Wilson impression and then you did the video or did you do the video because you thought maybe it'd be funny? I think they heard, I heard that they were remaking In Living Color. I think that's the one. Yeah. And uh, they were putting out a call for uh, auditions and you had to have two impressions and three original characters. Okay. And I was racking my brain on who to think of doing, and um, it just kind of came to me one day in my kitchen. I just, I just said, "Wow!" And I was like, "Oh, that's kind of similar to how Owen Wilson says it, I guess." <laughs> and uh, it turns out 
so I recorded the impression and everything, and then I finally made that video like a year later. Yeah. Because I sent in my audition, and then a year later I made the video. And then this guy uh, online who really loves Owen Wilson, he has his own uh, Owen Wilson YouTube channel called O Energy. <laughs> um, Go on. And uh, he made a cut to video that's like far more popular than mine of course uh, of Owen Wilson saying wow in every movie or something and he says it like hundreds of times and that video has like over 10 million views so that guy messaged me and was like hey thanks uh, for making that video because then I realized Owen Wilson says wow and so I made this cut to video and then it got you know millions and millions of views on that and then now the world realizes that he says wow a lot. And they, <laughs> they in some places, they meet up and say wow in groups yeah. so awkwardly. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the other one that they do awkwardly about that, well, is um, Yell Like a Super Saiyan. Uh, they did that in a couple places. Uh, they did one in Vancouver. It was like power up like Goku. So it's a bunch of so people, people went to... scream? Yeah, so a bunch of people went... To, oh, yeah, it was called Scream Like Goku. And a bunch of people went to uh, the plaza, the Olympic Plaza in... Um, downtown Jackpool Plaza there I went and stood around the Olympic torches and just screamed like Goku they did it in Seattle in Portland oh, oh, um, there was one in Sydney in Australia as well like and then yeah this after that was like people just going wow like Owen Wilson at wow. a bunch of different cities <laughs> there was actually uh, I lived in Regina for a year and there's a couple people I, I have friends on Facebook and they invited me to this event where there's this big hole in the middle of the city where they're supposed to de- develop some condos or something and it's been there for like four and a half years, five years. And they've invited people to just go to this hole on a certain day and say, wow, like Owen Wilson at this hole because they're sick of it being there. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this? It's in Regina, Saskatchewan. The, oh, wow. The jewel of the West. That is Wow. It is wow. I yeah. saw a clip of one where the people were in Australia and the guy was like had a megaphone and he was like, all right, everyone, we're going to get this started. Here we go. <laughs> Wow. Wow. And people are going, wow. And I'm like, whoa. That is like the most uncomfortable feeling. Oh, my God. I love that a person with a megaphone had to get it. Yeah, had to, we had to organize it. We had to get zoning from the city or like permission from the city uh, to, to pull this all together. That's uh, brilliant. We, uh, we have a lot of things that piss us off. Yes, we do. Um, and we do when we talk about it, we generally call it the rage we cage. We call it the rage cage. Yeah. So. I'll, I'll start off because this is something I missed. Uh, last week we were setting up the podcast right here in this room and this little kitchen counter thing that sticks out here kind of juts out right underneath the power outlet or right over the power outlet rather and I was plugging stuff in I stood up I hit my head and I kind of went from zero to 60 full full blown anger I was calm before that moment but it's kind of like when you stub your toe and you just you're a rational person you just turn into a rage monster I honestly I was about to yell at Lucas when he came back around the corner I was like what the fuck do you want man just because I bonked my head on the corner of this thing here. It's ridiculous. I've done that several times. I'd use my elbow where I banged my elbow opening a door, going through a doorway or something, and just been, yeah, uncontrollably angry mm-hmm. just because I, it was my own, it was nobody else's fault. It was just my fault, and I'm just sitting there soothing, seething my own oh, yeah. pit of depression. Um, Andrew, is there anything that makes you uncontrollably angry? Uncontrollably angry. Oh, there's a lot of things that oh. make me really angry. Let's hear it. I'd have to think for a second. Okay. And you're probably wanting to want to edit this part out, but... Oh, man. There's so many small things, but when you try and think of them, it's like none of them really matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. We bring yeah. up these small things like bon- like bonking your head or stubbing your toe. 
and then hopefully somebody can relate. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. While uh, while Andrew's thinking here, I'll I'll bring up mine. That's it's actually it's a newer trend that I've seen uh, come up on uh, social media a lot, where women in particular. I'm not saying men don't do it, but I just haven't seen men do this. But they'll post something on their Instagram story or their Snapchat story or their Facebook feed or something on their own personal feed that wishes a friend of theirs happy birthday. So it's like this attention-seeking move that they post something like, hey, don't forget about me. Don't forget about me. And, uh, but also, just don't forget about my little friend a little bit. Oh, my God. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah, you can just text someone. You can just call them and say happy birthday. Or you can just go see them on their birthday. I'm a fan of calling people on their birthday. Why can't we call each other? Yeah. Yeah. If it really matters. If it doesn't matter, I don't I don't need somebody that yeah. I barely know to say happy birthday or HBD. HBD. On my wall. That's so it's so touching. HBD. HBD. Thank you for the thoughts. I'll put that in my little nook of things I'll think about when I get sad. Yeah. I'll remember that one girl who HBD'd me. HBD. And then I'll uh I'll feel better. Also the Snapchat story, that really warmed my heart when you Snapchatted my happy birthday message. And then I can never look at ever again. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, yeah, so that drives me absolutely bananas because I don't, I don't, I honestly don't see the point. What I actually thought about doing now, I think I'm going to do this on the Wonder Boys podcast uh, Twitter account or Instagram account, is find famous people's birthday and just start w- wishing them happy birthday every day. Like, mm-hmm. here's my ride or die, Albert Einstein. Hope you have a good one, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, this is the one like guy I'm I care start. about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I. I don't. I don't understand it. I, I mean, it's a great gesture, but like you said, Andrew, why don't you just why don't you just call him up? Mm. Just it's like, th- it's like thoughts and prayers, right? Oh, it doesn't matter, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thoughts really and prayers. Thoughts and prayers and Facebook—they just go hand in hand. I think something that comes to mind was I was driving home from Whistler in the Sea to Sky yeah, yesterday, and someone was in the left lane driving really slowly. Mm. Oh, it made me just so unreasonably angry <laughs> and I had to go into the right lane get around him go back into the left lane and then I try and just calm myself because like none of that really matters I'm just I'm creating this guy to be like a monster and yeah. then I think well what if this guy was like just the nicest guy in the world and he like donated money to charity he's just like a really great person I'm like okay yeah alright not such a big deal that he's in the left lane at the time incredibly angry yeah I've heard a story like this was a few years ago it was a long time ago it was like this guy driving up to Whistler on the Sea to Sky Highway and he sees a car broken down with a flat tire or whatever so he pulls over he helps these people change his tire or fix the car whatever and uh, turns out the guy he's helping is Bill Gates probably not true then he says Bill Gates says to him hey man what's your name oh my name's Tim Tim whatever and he's like oh Nice to meet you, Tim. Whatever. That's cool. Thank you so much. Goes on his way. Next day, he gets home, gets a call from the bank to say, like, hey, your mortgage has been paid off by an anonymous donor. I heard about that. I got it. We got to follow around Bill Gates, Mm -hmm. throw some nails down in front of his car, (laughs) pull up behind him, help him out three times a day. We're bound to get something. (laughs) I mean, the guy's got paid off for sure. The guy's got billions. He doesn't need them. He doesn't need that money. Well, he gives a lot of it away to charity anyway. And uh, that's a good... Yeah. Um, speaking of Bill Gates, so Bill Gates is actually in favor of um, 
GMOs. So do you know what uh, GMOs are, Andrew? Mm-hmm. Uh, genetically mod- modified organisms in our food. So orgasms. Or- <laughs> yes, genetically more modified orgasms. I want some of that. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, we should probably you should play that back and see if I got it wrong because I'm pretty sure I did. It was or- it was orgasms. Or at least that's what I heard. Great. Okay. Genetically modified or I'm for both. <laughs> really. Uh, yeah, sex robots will be the next topic we'll jump into. Oh, but um, yeah, because I'm, I'm you see that a lot now where uh, you go to Whole Foods or one of these healthy food stores and they're like, oh, it's GMO free or GMO uh, totally organic and so on. But the purpose behind GMOs and genetically modified organisms is so that food can survive in unsurvivable conditions. For instance, having wheat that can grow anywhere in the world, regardless of temperature, would be amazing because then no one would essentially in quotes be starving because they would always be able to grow wheat. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of anti, because there are some bad GMOs that are causing real plants to die off or strains of plants to die off, which yes, those might, and you have the Monsanto problem, which is, uh, them controlling a specific seed and having a monopoly on a specific seed, which is not good for the industry. Yeah. So that news getting mixed in with regular GMOs is, not so bueno. But um, Bill Gates is for GMOs, and he put a statement out uh, a few weeks ago saying so. And there was a lot of news. Oh, I mean, not a lot of news this week has been a mess. Is it uproar? Do, are people pissed at him or what? I, I, no, they weren't pissed at him, but there was a lot of like, at least the Reddit comments. It's, it's Reddit, right? Oh, so you're gonna, it's you, a have 50, 50, yeah, you have 50-50. You have 50-50 split. People defending Reddit, uh, Reddit, Bill Gates, and 50-50 trying to burn him at the stake. So, yeah. um, that was, I, I th- I'm for GMOs, maybe not the Monsanto yeah. dirty bastard version, but uh, yeah, yeah, those guys are crazy. If I could have a turnip that's the size of my head, and let's, I mean, I, feed I don't, your whole family with one turnip, man. Exactly. I don't think I've ever had a turnip. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only the only other argument I've heard against it is like, oh, it'll maybe it'll give you cancer, or this or that, and like we walk around in cities with uh, burning fuel around us all the mm. time, breathing it in, and like we're worried about GMOs. I'm not worried about it. I think that it's a great. Um, I think that we kind of we're going to need it. Yeah, like, I agree. The yeah. Earth is kind of falling apart. Yeah. Um, as well as uh, what I'm excited about is lab-grown meat. That is so fucking cool. <laughs> Let's go all the way with that. Yeah, 100. percent Give me 10 pounds of beef for a dollar. That's yes. fantastic. And they can what grow it in a, like a couple weeks or however long no, it takes. It's something yeah. like that. But it'll just be a constant cycle. It'll just yeah. be like however much they want to produce, it will just be produced. And then it also is like way, way better on the environment because, as you know, yeah. cows fart a lot and it can it contributes to a lot of the methane gas that ruins the ozone layer. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of funny in its own way, but it would be cool if we could have less farting cows. Well, I understand. And the, the thing is with having less farting cows, you need less pastures to har- house those cows. You can use that's that right. area for, for other like things. other farming. You could grow, exactly, turnips. We can get those turnips on the farm. Well, just turnips, the right. amount of water, too, that goes 100%. through a farm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially just like, yeah, just, it's insane. The water consumption is unbelievable mm-hmm. for farms. I know uh, someone who is a vegetarian purely because of how much water meat processing plants use. Hmm. And that's the reason for being vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that too. I thought it was pretty funny. <laughs> it is. That's the reason. That's uh, and I was thinking like it. It it makes sense. And then there's a lot of people who are like, yeah, obviously the cruelty to animals, the way they treat them, the way they house them. Uh, but what do you think people would come back from being vegetarian or vegan if uh, the the meat was synthetic, like if it was man made? I think people would. I. I 
I think a lot of vegetarians, obviously I don't have any statistics on this, this is literally my own personal yeah, opinion, yeah. is that people don't like the cruelty to animals. So uh-huh, if there was no uh-huh. animal involved to begin with, maybe just the stem cells from one cow 70 years ago, yeah. we had to copy a bunch to make beef proteins. Sweet. Yeah, I'm sure that that one stem cell that we took from the spine of an animal 70 mm-hmm. years ago, great. Um, I don't think a lot of vegetarians, yeah, a lot of vegetarians would probably end up eating meat again if it was lab-grown, yeah. for sure. And then maybe Barbara Streisand can clone her dogs again. She did that? Apparently. What? Apparently, the sh- well, she's not. She's trying to. She's trying to clone her dogs or some shit. Why would she keep them to herself? Give a little something for us, Barbara. Yeah. I want to taste those pups. <laughs> <laughs> That's not where I, I thought you were going with that. <laughs> I just thought maybe there was a business in it. For yeah, like I thought there was like, oh, maybe I want to just hang out with your dog for the weekend. They must be good. <laughs> she's <laughs> making them twice. <laughs> I'm never going to look at Barbara Streisand oh, yeah. the same way again. Or dogs. I Yesterday was International Puppy Day. Did you know that? No. No. <laughs> Do you know how I knew that? Fucking Instagram. Everybody's posting about their puppy. <sighs> I have a cat. <laughs> no one cares. There's no International There's cat, no cat Day. day yeah. There's no... Even if you post cats, like I'll have people like, Ugh, I hate cats. And, they're, and you're like, why? Oh, they're like, evil creatures. Sure they're, they're plotting to kill you at every moment, but... Yeah, at least they're thinking about it. They're Dogs cool. will get to the moment and they'll be like, I'm killing you! No, it's no, I'm killing you now! <laughs> they'll just lose it instantly, whereas cats will be like, Yeah, they'll plot the it. Time. They'll think about it. Yeah. And also they clean up their poop, which is like the best part. Well, clean up's a strong word. They just cover it up with other crap. But um, One of the other things that the Rage Cage we wanted to bring up, and I know this makes Andrew a little bit angry, was the... Uh, the Fedora Instagram ad with mm-hmm. the noodle burger, the ramen noodle instead of the buns burger. I just thought that I keep getting that out of my Instagram feed. I don't know how I triggered it. I don't know what uh, Instagram's algorithm is to find out what that I need to know about Fedora nasty ass noodle burgers, but I keep getting that one all the time. Yeah, I got that all the time too. What was funny for us was uh, we were working on a Telus Story Hive project that I'm currently working on still called Michelle's. And in the script, we talked about a Shanghai noodle burger before I ever saw the ad. And then the ad started coming up on my Instagram, this ramen noodle burger. And I was like, oh my god, has this come up just because we were talking about something like yeah. this? And then it just never went away. It's been like on there for months, just trying to advertise to me. And then I raged about it on Instagram, and then since then I haven't seen it. <laughs> hmm... Do you have any fa- Facebook's has been in a, lot, in a lot of shit for that, and haven't they? Like they would listen to your conversations, cater your advertising to you, and then they sell your information to people. That's right. Is that what's going on right now with Zuckerberg and the whole situation? I mean, that's a not a hundred percent. I mean, what? Yeah. So what they've been accused of in the past is what Andrew's talking about is that they listen to your conversation and feed you ads based on conversations, not even written down text, like what you've had in because they have access mm-hmm. to your microphone on your phone or. Uh, I'm trying to think about how to phrase this story. Um, never mind. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it. I mean, you, there's no holds barred here. You can just let it rip. Yeah, you just go for it. No, no, no. It's okay. I'm just trying to think of something. I'm trying to remember something. Okay. Um, so that's one part of it. Sorry, I'll stop chewing, Tim. Oh, yeah. I got this thing where if people are chewing close to me, like close to my ears, like with these microphones and the headphones... I can't handle it. That's another rage for me. Drives me absolutely I'll fly nuts. off the cuff. I don't give a crap. <laughs> you seem busily getting agitated. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my right. girlfriend brought over this 
um, light switch mm. for me as a gift. And it's like this old school light switch. You put it over top of your lights. It's, you know, super random. And it's made of wood and it's got like cranks on it. It's all just oh. kind of this joke thing. So it makes your light switches into like these giant cranks that you that you pull. <laughs> um, and she just found it somewhere online randomly. It got shipped from this, the United States. And then she brought it over to my house and I opened it up and was like, oh, cool. It was like one of sev- a few gifts that she gave me. And I put it on the wall and we were talking about it. Never looked it up. She never sent me anything about it. And then instantly it was on my Reddit app ads for, again, like two months or something, three months. And it was the only ad that would come up, the exact light switch that she brought over. That's nuts. Unsettling. Unsettling. And the worst thing is that these companies will deny that they're doing it. They're like, no, we don't do that. We don't listen to you. It's all based on what yeah. you've searched on Google or what you've um, looked up on while you've had the Facebook app open on your computer mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's like there are multiple instances where people have brought examples like that where you're looking for a niche item, a light switch with a big handle, and yeah, it just pops up in your ads all of a sudden. You're like, hmm, serious. Yeah. There's a little bit of conspiracy theory with these freaking... <sighs> these advertisers. I, uh, I even have it like, yeah, I get it. If I'm browsing like Amazon or something and they're going to start suggesting stuff in my Google ads or whatever, like, oh, you were looking at this pair of shoes? Well, here it is for three months or here's the only mm-hmm. thing you're ever going to see for the rest of your life. I get that. But like the fact that I'm talking about it and it's picking it up in my pocket, like how strong is that microphone, man? And how good is that software? That algorithm figured that out. Freaking big brother, dude. Yeah. Um, one of the other things, so we, we can jump a little bit into uh, some of the news. Yeah, we've already talked about the Facebooks in absolute, uh, not Facebooks themselves, but they're in some trouble this week with uh, Cambridge Analytica, which is another firm that actually analyzes the data that Facebook collects, and then they used it actually to help Trump win the election in 2016. Uh, they've also used it for other nefarious causes. Uh, I don't know if nefarious is the right word to use there, but... Um, and yeah, so they're in a bunch of trap for that. But one one piece of news, and you, Andrew, you go on Reddit. That's great, Tim. I know you for sure go on Reddit, which is Definitely. amazing. Uh, do you guys follow the Black Twitter uh, subreddit? Black people Twitter. Is Black people mean? Twitter. I yeah. do follow that. Yep. Yeah, um, they come up with some amazing stuff. It's just basically tweets from uh, people <clears throat> that are related towards Black people's culture. I don't know how else to phrase that without sounding very racist, but yeah. Um, but my one of my favorite ones from the last little while was uh, so the U.S. Department of Justice posted a picture of the Hercules uh, bomber, which is a massive uh, airliner that shoots. Um, it has massive guns on the side of it. I'm sure it can drop a pay- huge payloads and like Call of Duty uh, style. It's Call of Duty. Doing? Yeah, it's it's a massive plane. You guys can have a look at it. It's that one right there. Um, oh, at the bottom. it's a it's a big plane. What the hell? Um, and so they posted a tweet that said, Hercules, Hercules, you don't want to be on the receiving end of this gunship, a.k.a. the angel of death. And this uh, this gentleman tweeted back saying, y'all bragging about y'all little murder plane like it's going to take down Megatron or something. <laughs> y'all going just going to bully some random hospital full of brown kids and call it a day. Ooh. And so it's like, oh, <laughs> I honestly, I laughed at it <clears throat> probably, probably very inappropriately. But well, no, true, he yeah. makes a good point, though. Yeah, like they are, like they're killing civilians all the time, and they're kind of proud of it in a way. And you're like, oh, <laughs> maybe uh, okay, well, uh, yeah, that's a bit, uh, bit offside. There's a lot. Of, there's a white people Twitter one too, and it's pretty funny because it's white people complain about problems that aren't really problems. 
and that's uh, I'd have to look one up. But uh, yeah, go on without yeah, me. Go ahead. Um, and then I read uh, this week, there was a news article from the North Dollar Reporter. The news article read, um, the headline reads, Sea Lion with Rope Wrapped Around Neck Saved by Vancouver Aquarium. So that's pretty cool. I was like, wow, that's really great. I'm really stoked that they saved that lion, that sea lion. But I read it completely wrong. Like when I first took a glance at the headline, I read... Sex lion with rope wrapped around neck saved by Vancouver Aquarium. That makes the whole headline totally different. Sex lion. Yeah, there was a sex lion that got saved somehow by an aquarium. I don't know why the aquarium was involved. Why did it have a rope around its neck? I don't know. Maybe it went to see the new Fifty Shades of Grey movie. It was getting a little frisky. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was really funny. It was like that's that's. I was like, whoa. Okay, that's that's something I was expecting to read in the headlines of the news this week. You got like a little bit excited. Oh, until you read it again three seconds later, I guess. Obviously, yeah. Three <laughs> seconds later, I got. I wasn't having uh, sex with a lion. But those three seconds felt like a lifetime. <laughs> Dreaming about that sex lion. No oh, sex lion. Okay, here's one. All right. Uh, okay, so my family is definitely racist. Started dating an Asian girl recently and decided to bring her home to meet my family. The kids wouldn't even speak to her, and my wife told me to pack my shit and leave. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of stuff on white people Twitter, where it's like uh, black people Twitter, philosophical stuff about Hercules bomber killing, killing Iraqi civilians. White people, it's about dating my Asian girlfriend. <laughs> but the thing is, there he has a wife and kids as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's wholesome. The, the joke was, the joke was there. I don't know. Our listeners are pretty stupid, Tim. We got so we got to work in. And yeah, uh, if I'm listening about, to the podcast, I'm pretty dumb. We so. talked about it a little bit at the beginning. We talked about the acting a little bit and improv and stuff. But I want to ask you a little bit more. Um, about what you're doing right now with the acting and with the improv. You mentioned Telus Story Hive. Is that what, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. Story Hive. Maybe like explain what that's all about. So Telus Story Hive is a program with uh, through Telus, and they fund um, local filmmakers. Uh, and you'll get if you apply and you uh, win, they give away about fifteen different grants for $10,000 each. And then there's 15 in Alberta as well. So we won one of the 15 in uh, BC, and we got $10,000, and we made a web series pilot for about, it's about 10 minutes long, called Michelle's, and it's a Canadian soap opera. Nice. Um, And it's mostly female-led, and I'm working on it uh, with Angela Galanopoulos, who also plays Michelle. Uh, We've co-written it, co-produced it uh, with some other people. And uh, so then the winners of the 15 get $50,000 to make the rest of your web series. So we won uh, recently. It was like two weeks ago. And uh, we got $50,000, so we're going to make five more episodes. Nice. Sick. Yeah. So it's um, you know it's going to be a whole lot of work. The, the one episode was a lot of work. Um, myself, personally, am co-writing, directing, editing, um, acting. Um, but the editing part is like a lot of stuff. It's uh, mm-hmm. working with somebody on the score and working with somebody who's doing color and um, and then editing everything after that. And the post-production side just takes months. Um, yeah. And that was on one episode. So oh, now we have wait. to do five. Yeah. And they're going to be a little bit shorter, but uh, it's going to be a lot of work. And we anticipate it being done about a year from now. Yeah. 
And then how are you going to release it? Um, well, fun. TELUS releases it online on, okay. uh, on their YouTube channel. It also comes out on video on demand on TELUS. Uh, we uh, will also be putting it on our own YouTube channel. Um, and on there you can kind of, I don't know, you can make longer cuts and you can kind of maybe get away with more stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I guess we're going to try and just like put it into some web series festivals and stuff like that. There's yeah. all the, like those, those kind of festivals in New York and LA and Toronto and all over the place. Vancouver. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's wild. So how did you come up with the idea yourself or was it you and your partner together or, or maybe her idea? Yeah. Me and Angela really came up with it, uh, together. Uh, it really just started like we, she, she's also a member of Vancouver theater sports league. Yeah. So we've done, done improv together for, uh, a few years now, uh, four or five years together, uh, at theater sports. And we really built the idea sort of using improv, just joking around, mm-hmm. um, one night the whole thing came from one idea because we went to new york one time and they were serving champagne in the women's washroom in this restaurant (laughs) what wait no don't glance over that (laughs) there's restaurants in new york where you go in the front and it looks like a pawn shop oh wow but everything in there it's like a very clean and tidy pawn shop and it's like what is this place and then there's a back door that leads into like a very expensive restaurant what New York is much cooler than any oh other city God. in the world yeah, that's, uh, that sounds that's amazing why or, or definitely cooler than this city but mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you go back there and then um, yeah you know there's like $15 glasses of you get like a rum and coke for $15 Jesus. or something but she went to the bathroom and got a free glass of champagne and so one night we were just hanging out at her house and we were like just drinking and stuff and she was like we serve champagne in the women's washroom and the the whole idea just grew from there as like uh, the idea of this like sort of 80s uh, sexy kind of uh, scandalous uh, woman's restaurant her name is Michelle yeah and uh, and it's sort of like a late night dining situation and uh, so our so our story takes place in Hope BC um Secluded, surrounded by the mountains in a, this small town, and uh, drama ensues when Hank, the villain of the story um, and from her past, comes back and opens another restaurant called the Flavor Junction, <laughs> uh, where he serves a Shanghai noodle burger. Um, so he's come back. He's come back to ruin her life and uh, dethrone her from the late night dining scene. And, uh, yeah, the first episode is up on YouTube. You could look up Michelle's A Canadian Soap Opera. So it's first and foremost a soap opera. Yeah. Because we focus on the drama and the story first. Secondly, it's a Canadian because we kind of put that spin on it because it's fast-paced. Um, it's absurd. <laughs> it's comedy. Um so it is comedy then I was like when it you said comedy. soap opera drama dramatic I'm like, I'm like oh no but you made it sound hilarious yes it's absolutely absurd <laughs> uh, and that is also the whole point of it so it's very uh, it's both it's, it's yeah. first and foremost uh, grounded uh, absurdity well it depends if you like if you watch soap operas like Days of Our Lives or or what's the other one the Young Young and the Restless Young and the Restless yeah. yeah if you watch them a certain way they, they can be comedies absolutely yeah. I watched it as a kid with my sisters um, we'd watch it in our grandma's house you know um, I think people of my generation a lot of people grew up watching those soap operas mm-hmm. 
and they just moved so slowly. Oh. That was the only downfall. It was so frustrating. You watch for an hour and nothing would happen, but it was still so dramatic. Yeah. So we wanted to recreate that feeling, but uh, and even sort of give it an 80s flair, which it has, mm-hmm. um, but move it very, very quickly. Nice. So search Michelle's uh, Canadian Soap Opera on YouTube. You'll find the first episode and then more to come in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I heard in there, uh, the Champagne bathroom in New York City. New York City is a, a cool city. I've heard a lot of people call Vancouver a no-fun city when they come from out of town. Especially there's a guy who, who's on Riverdale, one of the lead actors on Riverdale, says he hates Vancouver or something like that. What do you I don't think? blame what, him. What do you think? I wouldn't like, blame him. Vancouver's really beautiful, but um, I think there's a lot of different perspectives on Vancouver. You know, it depends what you... It depends who you are. Like, you know, are you a millionaire living in Vancouver? You're probably having a pretty good time. You probably own a home and you're doing fine. There's a lot of other people, um, even middle-income people who uh, can barely afford rent. And then you want to go to a restaurant after 10 o'clock. Good luck. Yeah. Um, You could go to a club with like a bunch of like Mm -hmm. 20-somethings on Granville Street on Friday or Saturday. That's about it. Uh, I don't want to do that. That's stuff. That sucks. Yeah, this place yeah, yeah. literally smell bad. Um, and there's not much else fun to do. That, uh, like, I don't. I mean, but it depends what your version of fun is. There is yeah. a lot of comedy in Vancouver, a yeah. lot of live comedy, and really good comedians here. So there is that. Um, and I perform at Vancouver Theater Sports, and we do shows uh, all the time. And that's a really fun place oh, to yeah. go. But uh, yeah, no fun. Um, I think that uh, a lot of other places have a lot more stuff going on. Yeah. I think Vancouver especially, there's a, a lot of people who are very much into outdoor activities, which for, unless you're a skier or a snowboarder, in the winter is not much to do. Um, and then in the summer, people are like, let's go hiking. But everyone's going hiking on the same trails, and it's just as crowded as the city sometimes. So you feel like you're kind of like, what do I do? Do I go to a restaurant after 10? No, I can't. There's no opportunity to go to a club with the twenty somethings. No, because I don't like. I'm 23, but I don't like clubs. Right? I, I They're like awful going. places. They're terrible. They're very loud too. Oh yeah, and you it's are true. not yeah. a fan of loud noises. Lighting. No, 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 I'm not. No. Sorry, you say, yeah, um, you said no dinner after ten. That was one thing for sure. It's definitely different about Vancouver. Is if you wanted to go, let's say, with a client or something who's visiting you out of town. Well, you say we'll go for drinks or what have you. We'll go for dinner. Okay, we'll go for dinner at six. The client will always. Well, I've had clients say, "Why are we going at six o'clock? Why so early?" Well, if we don't go at six, we won't go. <laughs> yeah. Like it's just there's things. Nowhere. Yeah, places you can go to. Well, you can go to your cactus clubs and your earls after ten o'clock, but that's they're they're designed to catch that market share of people who literally have nothing else to go to. Plus, then you're going to get the same thing. It's like, do you want fish tacos or do you want the burger of the, 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 the day? <laughs> yeah, that food sucks. There is a lot of good food in Vancouver. <laughs> there is, but absolutely. late night, I've had some trouble. Yeah, it's it's like, oh, you got to go for the lunch to 6 p.m. rush at some of these nice, cool restaurants on Denman Street or whatever, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, There's no other option. Really, one thing I did I did last night was I went to St. Augustine's. Do you know the bar uh, near Commercial Broadway? Yeah, we were sitting at the bar, uh, and we didn't notice because we were actually we were facing the bar, so we're watching all the bartenders work and all the servers coming and stuff. And then after about an hour, I just took I turned around and like looked around the restaurant or the bar and just kind of looked at the clientele in there, and I didn't realize until that moment like 
every single person in there was white. All of us were Caucasian people. And uh, the only, like, say, colored folk or multicultural folk was this one girl who was serving us uh, Asami, I think her name was, Japanese. And then there was another brown girl who was also working there. So all the customers at St. Augustine's were white. And then most of the service staff was white. And I was like, this is so strange for a city like Vancouver. Like, I felt a little bit weirded out because I was like, what is going on here? Is that just an East Van thing or am I just losing my mind? Well, I don't know. You tell me, Bart. You've been, li- you've been living here longer than... Uh, uh, oh, I have no idea. I mean, there is a lot of white people in here. and uh, In this room it. specifically, yes, there is a lot of white <laughs> right. people. Right. Uh, I think, you know, on average, you know, you're going to just get uh, an average amount of people together. Sometimes everyone will be white. That Sometimes was, it was everyone will like, be Asian. It was a or, strange thing. That I, just, I was like, I don't think I've seen this in a while. Like, I think it's more interesting that you noted it and that you felt uncomfortable. Yeah, because white people are shitty, man. <laughs> white people suck. I don't disagree. I think as a whole, you know, people. there's a lot of white terrorists yeah. and um, just shitty white people, I mean, shitty dumb white people. We all know what happens when a bunch of white people get together. Nothing good. Either we invade somewhere, we oppress someone, or something bad's about to happen. So I don't, I don't know. blame you. I was a little bit off put. But if uh, that- I used to, sorry, no, I'll just I'll tell one story there. Yeah, I used to live in Victoria. I went to school at at UVic. And um, in Victoria, the mix of people isn't as broad as it is here in Vancouver. There is still Asian and Filipino, and um, there's a lot more um, African people that live there, black people that live there. It's a very good mix, but in general, it's majority white. So I was on a bus uh, once, and I've been telling this story a lot recently, where I was riding the bus, and it was a mix of people. And then as the bus ride, I was riding it for quite a long time, as the bus kept going... I slowly became the only white person on the bus. But it wasn't like a mix of other cultures that were... It was purely Asian people of Asian descent that were on the bus with me. And it was crazy to note this in Victoria where the majority of the people are white. And I'm sitting there and I was like, which bus? What have I done wrong here? I, I started questioning which bus I was on. Like, was I going to... You were in the right place? Was I going to the right place? Was I on... Like, was I still in Victoria? Because... Yeah, in general, yeah. If you if you ride the bus here or you ride the SkyTrain or whatever, there's a ch- high chance there's going to be a lot of Asian people. Yeah. But in Victoria, there was it's not that like that very much at all. So it's crazy that uh, that Tim brought that up that he noticed it was all white people. And I was sitting there on the bus and I was like, "What have I done wrong here? Yeah, Where am I going that this doesn't make sense?" So, um, but yeah, that, that that was my contribution to our uh, yeah the our white talk. awkward white racial racial talk. Uh, Andrew, I wanted to ask you if you. So you're talking about you remembered your time with uh, with coming up with Michelle's, and has there ever been um, an improv set that you've done or a sketch that you've done um, that one that's been your favorite, or two that's branched off into a longer story that you've made into more like uh, a YouTube YouTube video video or or something like that? Uh, No, not really. I never really find ideas. Uh, for video sketches from improv. Uh, I don't really know why that is, but it just hasn't worked out that way. I usually get an idea for something in a video, and it's very specific, and it's just something I want to see in a video, and improv is just different. As far as like a favorite improv scene, I, I, I truly forget all of them almost immediately. <laughs> Uh, when they're done sometimes if someone brings one up I can kind of remember it if it was like a week ago or something mm-hmm. but 
uh, I think my favorite moments are just when my friends make me laugh really hard on stage and mm-hmm. I can't hold it, or vice versa. If I'm making them laugh really hard and they can't, they can't hold it. Uh, sometimes, like you'll get some really good quotes from an improv show nice. that uh, that make you laugh pretty hard. And is there anything that you guys do? I know you, the 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 host comes out for theater sports at least comes out and warms the crowd up a little bit. Is there anything that you guys do backstage to warm each other up or like get a theme together for the night? Like is anything like that? Or is it you come out on the stage, you get warm, you've you're you're pretty cold, you do that one act to to warm you up and then it's into it or is there anything else? No, we don't really do anything backstage. Uh, honestly, we talk, hang out. Um, if there is something different about the show or some different theme or something that the host wants to throw at you, then uh, they'll sometimes tell you backstage or sometimes they'll just make it a surprise and do it on stage. Um, but usually, yeah, when we warm up in the beginning of the of the show, that is generally our warm-up of the night. But then, you know, sometimes I'll do three shows in a night. Right. And uh, by the end of the night, you're you're not warm anymore. You're fried. Oh, you're generally a little fried. Three full shows can can uh, take it out of you. Yeah, I imagine it kind of stretches your abilities a little bit once you're doing three consecutives. Well, you don't think about how much uh, your brain is working out when you're doing that kind of thing. You're constantly mm-hmm. listening to every word, and uh, ideally. And yeah. <laughs> replying and using physical energy, and but your brain gets really, really tired some nights, especially if you go into one of those nights tired, or maybe you're a little hungover, or maybe you haven't slept much the night before. By the last, by the third show, like you're so fried, yeah. you can't think clearly. That's crazy. Well, I don't have anything else I want to bring up, uh, Andrew. If you want to plug anything at all, you want to plug your YouTube channel, you want to plug Vancouver Theater Sports League, you want to plug. Uh, Michelle's one more time just throw it down let anyone know and uh, yeah um, you, you nailed all of those uh, <laughs> alright cool <laughs> alright we'll wrap it up right here check wow. those out I perform at theater sports like three or four nights a week and uh, Michelle's um, is definitely like the biggest thing I'm working on I'm very excited about that mm-hmm. Michelle's a Canadian soap opera on YouTube and uh, you can always check out Andrew Barber on YouTube nice well, thanks again, Andrew. I appreciate it. This was fun, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I had a fun yeah. guys. Thanks for coming on for episode sixty nine. And um, yeah, sorry we didn't. We disappointed our audience by not dropping more sexual jokes. Yeah. There and well, I mean, the title will yeah, have sixty nine right. in it. That's enough. That's more than enough. Um, but yeah, you can check us out on um, SoundCloud, uh, our website wonderboys.ca, uh, iTunes, Google Play Music. Not Spotify because they're still Spotify man. They're still stuck up and they don't like yeah, it. Yeah, they just don't accept <laughs> that show. There we can kick them in the teeth. Um, but feel free, yeah, send us a like on Facebook. We have Instagram and Twitter as well. You can check us out there. But thank you again, Barb. Barb. I keep wanting to call you Barber because I have a friend whose name is Graham Barber, and we always just call him Barber. Everyone calls uh, me Barber. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no one really calls me Andrew. Oh, no. So it was creepy when I was calling you Andrew. No, it's. I don't even think of it. Oh. I don't even think about it, but but everyone does call me Barber eventually. Yeah, I think yeah, I was just like I kept saying, oh, it's not Barber. His name need is to Andrew. earn that privilege. I know, I know. I'm going to stay with Andrew. Yeah, yeah okay. There we go. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me, man. Thanks again, Barber. Appreciate it. Who's got the tastiest <laughs> food in town? Michelle, 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 Michelle. The charming, classiest dames around. 
Michelle and her bells. That's right, you know. The food is cheap. It values on your mind. It's hot and prized to sell. The most delicious place is here in Hope, B.C. Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. Michelle. <sighs> I come to Mama. <laughs>